time. See Next ya. week. Bye-bye. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. The government is considering expanding the list of people who can have priority for coronavirus vaccines. No new COVID-19 cases are found after more than 1,800 people are tested in overnight lockdowns in mid-levels. And the Chinese embassy in London accuses Western powers of groundless slanders over its planned electoral changes for Hong Kong. Secretary for Health, Sophia Chan, says the government is working on expanding the list of people with priority for coronavirus vaccines. Writing on her blog, she said about 177,000 people had so far been inoculated. She again urged those who were eligible for a jab to get one, adding that the Department of Health would partner with the University of Hong Kong to evaluate if there's any link between deaths and serious illnesses to, uh, to the vaccine. Currently, high-risk groups, such as people aged 60 and over, health workers and gym, school and public transport staff are eligible for either a Sinovac or BioNTech jab. So far, six people have died following a Sinovac vaccination. Experts have so far said the first two deaths weren't vaccine-related. No new coronavirus cases have been found after two buildings in mid-levels were locked down for overnight testing. The government says more than 1,800 people were tested at blocks in Robinson Place on Robinson Road and Blessings Garden on Conduit Road. The mass testing was ordered after an upsurge in cases linked to a gym popular with office workers in Central. These residents at Robinson Place said the operation was smooth but were divided over its necessity. The staff, the... Uh... So the medical staff and, uh, and uh, the police, I think they were, uh, yeah, overall pretty nice to be, and um, testing were, was pretty smooth. Uh, it took us like 40 minutes to get the testing overnight, like uh, it was around midnight. And then we got the result this morning and uh, I'd say it was pretty smooth. A bit stressful because we obviously didn't know anything and we just saw loads of police cars and lots of people running and then we didn't really get any, any official communication. But afterwards... Once we knew what was happening, I suppose it does make a bit of a safer environment. But I can't think of better ways to, to sort of get the testing done so you know who you're living with and who in your community is safe. I don't think it was necessary at all. From what I know, we only had one case. I mean, I know there are some other estates with like four cases, so I really am not sure why they closed this building down. But yeah, completely unnecessary. Earlier, a medical expert warned that this weekend was crucial in containing the outbreak to stop a fifth wave of infections. Hong Kong's sole delegate to the nation's top legislative body, Tam Yu Chung, says he expects local legislation to put into effect Beijing's sweeping electoral reforms to be concluded by May. The revamp will see the committee that chooses the chief executive grow by 300 members to 1,500 and take on new powers to elect an unspecified number of lawmakers, as Beijing seeks to ensure that patriots run the SAR. Mr Tam told a radio programme the work must be completed quickly, as the next vote for CE is just a year away. RTHK's Joanne Wong asked him whether the laws would ban election committee members and their families from holding foreign passports. Everything will be according to the basic law and you know, the law of Hong Kong. If allowed, they may be a policeman. Is that an indication that they're not patriotic? No, I think because according to the law of Hong Kong and the basic law, we have some, uh, some arrangement already. So oh, I don't think it will anything change or new. 
The Chinese embassy in London has hit out at what it called groundless slanders from Western powers amid a growing chorus of criticism for Beijing's electoral reforms for Hong Kong. Joanne Wong has more. In a statement reported by the official Xinhua News Agency, the embassy rejected as a non-issue Britain's claim that China was now in ongoing non-compliance with a joint declaration. Its spokesperson said the treaty's historical mission had been completed at the 1997 handover. The spokesperson said Britain had no sovereignty, jurisdiction, or right of supervision over Hong Kong after the handover, and no so-called obligations to the SAR citizens. The The embassy also rejected criticism of the electoral reforms by the European Union and the foreign ministers of the G7 group of countries. It said the decision was made by the highest organ of state power and was needed to uphold and improve one country, two systems. The Biden administration says it's been trying to contact North Korea since February, but there's been no response. A senior official told U.S. media the White House had attempted to reach Pyongyang in several different ways to try and reduce the risk of tensions escalating. President Biden is expected to release details of his policy for North Korea in the coming weeks. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past one. Police in London have been heavily criticised for breaking up an unauthorised vigil for a British woman allegedly kidnapped and murdered by a policeman. The officer forcibly removed women who were paying tribute to Sarah Everard in a park where she was last seen as she walked home ten days ago. The assistant commissioner of the Metropolitan Police, Helen Ball, said officers had been faced with a very difficult situation. Hundreds of people were tightly packed together, posing a very real risk of easily transmitting COVID-19. Police must act for people's safety. This is the only responsible thing to do. The pandemic is not over, and gatherings of hundreds of people from right across London and beyond are still not safe. The editor-in-chief of Germany's best-selling newspaper has temporarily stepped down while he's investigated over allegations of bullying. Julian Reichold has been accused of abusing his power by several women at Bilt. The BBC's John McManus reports. Bilt's publisher Axel Springer said that Mr. Reichelt has asked to be temporarily released from his position while the allegations are investigated. He says that at the moment there's no evidence to support them. Those allegations, first reported by rival news magazine Der Spiegel, are that the editor-in-chief promoted interns with whom he had affairs before sidelining or firing them. The publisher said that Mr. Reichelt denied those accusations, which would be examined by external experts. Sport and in football, Manchester City are now 17 points clear at the top of the English Premier League. Five more wins will clinch the title for them after a 3-0 win at relegation-threatened Fulham. The BBC's Will Perry was at Craven Cottage. Three goals in 13 second half minutes. John Stones gave City the lead right after the break, turning in a João Cancelo three kick. Gabriel Jesus made it two, uh, gifted to him after working uh, Anderson clearance deflected right into his path, and then Sergio Aguero scoring his first Premier League goal of the season in March, slotting away a penalty uh, after former City defender Tosin fouled Torres in the box. City now 17 points clear at the top. They need 13 points to secure the title with eight games to play. Chelsea missed a chance to move up to third spot after being held to a goalless draw away at Leeds United. But the Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel stretches his unbeaten run to 12 games. West Bromwich Albion's hopes of avoiding relegation took another blow. They were beaten 1-0 away at Crystal Palace, who got their first home win since January. West Brom remain eight points from safety. 
In Rugby Union Six Nations Championship, a dramatic late try from Mario Etoje earned England a 23 points to 20 win over France at Twickenham. The defeat ends France's hopes of a grand slam. That can now only be achieved by Wales, who thrashed Italy with a seven-try rout in Rome. Wales winning 48 points to seven. Their head coach is Wayne Pivac. Yeah, really, really excited, obviously. You know, we had a tough autumn, worked very, very hard behind the scenes and the players have really, really put in the work that's been necessary to get to where we are. You know, we've built each week, we've ridden our luck and, um, you know, now we're in a position where we can relax over the weekend and and watch the other games and see what comes out and then, uh, you know, hopefully have a nice build-up and look forward to going to France. The former boxing world champion Marvin Hagler has died aged 66. The American, known to his fans as Marvellous Marvin, is considered one of the greatest boxers of his generation. The BBC's Warren Bull looks back at his life. Marvin Hagler's route to the top of boxing was long and difficult, and when he finally got his shot at a world title in 1979, he was the victim of a poor decision by the officials. A year later, he left nothing to chance, taking apart the British boxer Alan Minter inside three rounds to become the undisputed middleweight world champion. Marvellous Marvin went on to dominate the division through most of the decade. His 1985 fight against Thomas Hearns is considered a classic. Hagler was knocked down only once in his 67 professional fights, winning 52 by knockout and earning his reputation as one of the greatest pound-for-pound fighters in boxing history. To end the news, the top stories once again. The government is considering expanding the list of people who have priority for coronavirus vaccines. No new COVID-19 cases are found after more than 1,800 people are tested in overnight overnight lockdowns in mid-levels. And the Chinese embassy in London accuses Western powers of groundless slanders over its planned electoral changes for Hong Kong. You've been listening to the news from RTHK. Time is... Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.